Our first reading tonight is from the book of Isaiah, chapter 9, verses 1 through 7. But there will be no darkness for those who were in trouble. Earlier, he did bring the lands of Zebulun and Naphtali into disrepute. But the time is coming when he'll make that whole area glorious. The road along the sea, the country past the Jordan, international Galilee. The people who walked in darkness have seen a great light. For those who lived in a land of deep shadows, light, sunbursts of light. You repopulated the nation. You expanded its joy. Oh, they're so glad in your presence. Festival joy. The joy of a great celebration, sharing rich gifts and warm greetings. The abuse of oppressors and cruelty of tyrants, all their whips and clubs and curses is gone, done away with. A deliverance as surprising and sudden as Gideon's old victory over Midian. The boots of all those invading troops, along with their shirts soaked with innocent blood, will be piled in a heap and burned, a fire that will burn for days. For a child has been born for us, the gift of a son for us. He'll take over the running of the world. His names will be Amazing Counselor, Strong God, Eternal Father, Prince of Wholeness. His ruling authority will grow and there will be no limits to the wholeness he brings. He'll rule from the historic David throne over that promised kingdom. He'll put that kingdom on a firm footing and keep it going, with fair dealing and right living, beginning now and lasting always. The zeal of God of the angel armies will do all this. Our psalm this evening is a psalm of Solomon, number 72. God, give your judgments to the king. Give your righteousness to the king's son. Let him judge your people with righteousness and your poor ones with justice. Let the mountains bring peace to the people. Let the hills bring righteousness. Let the king bring justice to people who are poor. Let him save the children of those who are needy. Let him crush oppressors. Let the king live as long as the sun, as long as the moon, generation to generation. Let him fall like rain upon fresh-cut grass, like showers that water the earth. Let the righteous flourish throughout their lives and let peace prosper until the moon is no more. Let the king rule from sea to sea, from the river to the ends of the earth. Let the desert dwellers bow low before him. Let his enemies lick the dust. Let the kings of Tarnish and the islands bring tribute let the kings of Sheba and Seba present gifts. Let all the kings bow down before him. Let all the nations serve him. Let it be so, because he delivers the needy who cry out, the poor and those who have no helper. He has compassion on the weak and the needy. 
He saves the lives of those who are in need. He redeems their lives from oppression and violence. Their blood is precious in his eyes. Let the king live long. Let Sheba's gold be given to him. Let him be prayed for always. Let him be blessed all day long. Let there be abundant grain in the land. Let it wave on the mountaintops. Let, it, let its fruit flourish like Lebanon. Let it thrive like grass that lasts forever. Let the king's name last forever. Let his name endure as long as the sun. Let all the nations be blessed through him and call him happy. Bless the Lord God, the King, the God of Israel, the only one who does wondrous things. Bless God's glamorous name forever. Let his glory fill all the earth. Amen and amen. The prayers of David, Jesse's son, are ended. So last week we talked about God. We started at the top. We figured all that out. We answered all the questions. We're moving on. This week we're talking about Jesus. Each week a different topic, kind of back to basics of the Christian faith. So this week we talk about Jesus with one of my favorite passages in the Gospels, the opening of the Gospel of John, chapter 1. Verses 1 through 18. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. The Word was with God in the beginning. Everything came into being through the Word, and without the Word, nothing came into being. What came into being through the Word was life, and the life was the light of all people. The light shines in the darkness, and the darkness cannot extinguish the light. A man named John was sent from God. He came as a witness to testify concerning the light, so that through him everyone would believe in the light. He himself wasn't the light, but his mission was to testify concerning the light. The true light that shines on all people was coming into the world. The light was in the world, and the world came into being through the light. But the world didn't recognize the light. The light came to his own people, and his own people didn't welcome him. But those who did welcome him, those who believed in his name, he authorized to become God's children. Born not from blood, nor from human desire or passion, but born from God. The word became flesh and made his home among us. We have seen his glory, glory like that of a father's only son, full of grace and truth. John testified about him, crying out, This is the one of whom I said, He who comes after me is greater than me, because he existed before me. From his fullness we have received grace upon grace. As the law was given through Moses, so grace and truth come into being through Jesus Christ. No one has ever seen God. God, the only Son, who is at the Father's side, has made God known. The word of God for the people of God. So when I say Jesus, what pops into mind? Friend. Friend. King. Revolutionary. Christmas. Savior. Healer. Long curly hair. Maybe. 
loving, funny, compassion, miracle worker, judge, good listener, human, example. It's a good list. Someone should write this down. Sacrifice, storyteller, wise, all-knowing, resurrection, table flipper. Nice. I'm going to have to file that one away. All of these things you've said are attributes that we can easily give to Jesus as we read about Jesus in the Bible. John was the last of the Gospels written. So John takes a different approach when trying to answer the question of who is this Jesus? Each of the Gospel writers were answering that question. So John takes it to a more theological place. Jesus was the beginning. Jesus was the light. Jesus was the author of creation. Jesus is with God, equal with God. That's what our passage talks about. Much like with what we talked about with God, that we, in trying to understand God, we a lot of times try to squeeze God into the box that we can understand. And when we do that, bad things always happen. We create a God in our own image. The same is true for Jesus. In some ways, Jesus was human, and we can identify with Jesus and relate with Jesus in ways that we can never relate with God. Jesus is more tangible. Jesus had a face. Jesus had a name. Those things make Jesus more relatable. But at the same time, what John's talking about is while Jesus was all of those things, Jesus was also eternal, one with God the one through whom everything was created. Jesus carries that unknowable part within him also. So what we can do sometimes is try to kind of create a Jesus that we can understand. We all do that. We all kind of like certain parts of Jesus and dislike certain parts of Jesus. You know, we all love the story of the Good Samaritan, We all tend to see ourselves in the parables as the ones doing the right thing and not the Pharisees. If we're honest, we're probably the Pharisees in most of those stories. Or we latch on to certain things that Jesus did. The going to the poor, the feeding the hungry, those things we get behind. But Jesus is complex. Jesus is both human, 100% human, experienced pain, suffering, joy, sorrow, all the things we experience in this life, and at the same time, contain the fullness of who God is. If that doesn't melt your mind a little bit, we're not doing this right. As we think about who Jesus is, not was, but who Jesus is, because we're people post-resurrection, post-ascension, 
we have to hold on to the fullness of Jesus and resist the urge to craft a Jesus in our image. It's real tempting. It might be social warrior Jesus that we can get behind. That's our guy. It might be meek and mild Jesus who ministered to those who were outcasts. For some, it's gun-toting Jesus. They have a very different picture of who Jesus is. One of our challenges as people who are attempting to follow Jesus is to follow the whole Jesus. The parts we understand, the parts we don't understand, the things that seemed too outrageous to believe, and hold on to all of it. The miracles, the judgment, the harsh words he had for the Pharisees or for Peter, the love he showed for those who were broken and so hopeless, the people deemed unclean and unworthy of love. All of those are part of who Jesus is and who Jesus is for us. And it's who we are attempting to follow. I wish we had a lot more time to delve into this, but we got to hear good stuff about Montreat. So we'll talk about more of these things in the other weeks as we talk about topics like grace and forgiveness and sin and redemption and all of those things, and we'll talk more about this. But in these first two weeks, the thing I really want you to walk away with is a sense to resist the urge to form God and Jesus into something you're comfortable with or something you can comprehend, something that you can get fully in your mind. And the starting place of the Christian faith is awe and wonder. That's the Jesus birth story. It starts with awe and wonder and the heavens opening up and the angels singing and the messengers coming. It's what the resurrection is. It's awe and wonder. At what was dead and buried, God raises up into a new creation. The starting place of faith is awe and wonder and hope and joy and holding on to that through everything else. Being comfortable saying, I don't understand. I don't know. I'm not sure about that, but I'm going to be in awe of it. That's the starting point of following Jesus. That's where we all are as we seek to follow where he leads. Hold on to that childlike faith. Hold on to that awe. And be the light that Jesus is to the world. Thank you for listening to this week's sermon from Community Presbyterian Church in Grand Rapids, Minnesota. 